Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of the Lord. It's good. Hey, everybody. Hey, good people. It is. It's a joy to be with you here tonight. Father Steve, again, thank you for your glorious kingdom-minded hospitality. Uh, It's a pleasure to be a part of this glorious body of Christ with you. And to Joel and Michaela, we love you guys too. And thank you for your, your, just your passion for our Saviour and to serve him in whatever capacity that looks like. To you wonderful people here, uh, this, this is, uh, let's call it a, a prophetic devotional encouragement tonight. So, we're springboarding from Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, as, as Joel read. And firstly, our, our eldest daughter is 16 at the moment. And it is, it's quite amazing how they, they just keep getting older. It, it happens. And so I'm teaching Millie to drive. So that, that's been a very eye-opening experience. So Millie, when she hops behind the wheel, like she's, she's quite a focused individual. And so she's, she's behind the wheel, she gets everything right. And then when she drives, she's very focused in front of her. But you know when you come up to an intersection, you can't just be focused in front of you. Like it's important in a car to look around. And, and she's had this mentality that it's dangerous to look around. Like I have to just, if I take my eyes off, off in front of me, something bad's going to happen. And so to, to go, let's, how about let's look. And, and maybe before we're going to turn out here into probably good to check, just in case there's a gate, because you can't respond to what you don't see. And so if you're driving a car, it's really important that you see the other cars that you need to interact with because as you see them, you can then choose the appropriate response. And so we, we so often we act in line with what we see. What we see radically impacts what we do. And when you're driving a car, that's for a very good reason. And so for us tonight, you know, there can be the news headlines that can be easy to fix on to fixate on, and, and that can be something that we, we see that then radically impacts what we do, and potentially even how we live. There can be that new purchase that is rolling through your mind, that you see over and over, and pull up on your phone, and look at again and again, and, and again, and we keep looking, and it, it just, we can fill our mind, or even that, that past event that happened back then but we see again and again on the TV screen in our mind and, and what we see radically impacts what we do, potentially even how we live. Or that goal we have for our future that we're so passionate about achieving that then can shape what comes. What we see, we, we know this, what we see with our eyes, with our imagination, 
in our heart, so to speak. It radically impacts what we do. Hebrews 12, 1-3 again. Therefore, and the therefore referring back to Hebrews 11, an incredible chapter that teaches us so much about faith and the up and down journey and these heroes of faith who stumbled all over the place. And that's got to make you and I feel a little bit better about our lack of getting it right all the time. And so these, these people talked about in Hebrews 11, these, these heroes of the faith, that there were stumbles all over the place, but God in his incredible grace chose them and chose to flow through them. And, and so therefore, considering what is talked about in, in chapter 11, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, talked about there, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us, your race, not my race. I don't run your race, you don't run my race. There's one carved out for you just as you are carved out from the hand of the Creator. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Seeing again, remembering again, making space in the blur and the busyness of our lives to to see again Jesus, our Saviour, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God and consider him, consider him, remember him, see again him. Who endured such simple opposition that you will not grow weary or lose heart. And as we, as we engage this morning, this evening, this afternoon, can we choose again to lean into being a people who would have a hunger to see again something of who our Saviour yeah. is, yeah. to see Again, and there's a little booklet that you have there, and it's, it's got that on the front. See again, and don't don't go through the green booklet now, or you you won't listen to a thing that I say. And see again, and this is as, as we come and across our five locations, we we set ourselves this time of the year for what we feel God is calling us to give towards local, regional and global missions across the next 12 months. And and the heartbeat here is that we would see something again of who our Saviour is and then walk in alignment with that. Because remember, we are radically impacted by what we see and there is so much that is vying for our attention. So as as we come in these few moments today, There's a quote from Robert Mulholland in his his beautiful work, Invitation to a Journey. And talking about prayer, he says, prayer is the deep inner posture of one's being towards God in open receptivity and pliable responsiveness. Prayer is the deep inner posture of one's being towards towards God in open receptivity and pliable responsiveness responsiveness. And again, Lord, as we, as we come around your word today, would you help us have that as the inner leaning of our heart? We say, Lord, would you, would you continue the good work you have started in us? Lord, we open ourselves for a, 
a work of your spirit to form us more in the image of Christ for the sake of others. Lord, let this be the work of your grace. Lord, let this be for your glory. And so we simply, we, we present ourselves open-handedly, open-heartedly yes. before you. Have your way, a gracious and glorious Lord, and let us see something afresh of your magnificence today. Thank you, Lord. So for me, it's been 26 years of following Christ. So very broken 19-year-old. And 26 years of, of doing this, this journey with Jesus. And I, I can tell you, in the last few months, I have, I have so felt a fresh invitation to see again. That whatever I have learned, whatever I have seen, whatever I have experienced in this connection with Christ, that there is, there is more. I haven't reached the pinnacle of my journey with Christ. There is, there is more. And I've been praying along with, along with Paul's prayer. And he's got these two magnificent prayers for the church in Ephesus. And, and this, this prayer, I, I, I keep asking that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened in order that you would know. And so to personalize it, I keep asking that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened to know. And it goes on to the hopes which is called you glorious inheritance for us as holy people. And it's incomparably great power for us who believe. And God wants there to be this continual awakening of the eyes of our heart, a deeper revelation of who he is. So that there is this understanding, it's a movement, it's a work of the Spirit in us so that He can get it through us. So that we have a fresh revelation of this incomparably great power for us who believe. Because our world right now needs men and women of God who are filled with His power. Who, who have an understanding of His Word, who are, who are locked into community and the beautiful, glorious, sharpening work that God does as we are in his body together and and this understanding of the power of God that can then move and shape situations which which is so much more than just our best efforts than our relentless efforts our our best human efforts are going to fall so short compared to his glorious power alive in us and flowing through us and this openness that I feel God has been just saying Jace come on stop a little bit and listen Maybe even slow down. Maybe even don't fill your prayer time with so many words, but let's ramp up a little more listening. And why don't you just hold it all open before me? And so I've just had this, this practice recently of holding everything, all that, the responsibility that is given and hopes and dreams and pressures and, and passions. And, and you know, it starts by... And Paul saying in, in this prayer, I pray that he would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you could know him better. And so I just think, God, I, I give it all. And Lord, at the end of all things, would you, would you just help me to know you better so that I'm living and breathing and serving and leading from a fresh revelation of who you are. And so that, that's what I want us all to be encouraged in together tonight to live that type of life. And I just want to 
give you a couple of examples of, of this, this kind of this sing again heartbeat of what God's been what God's been doing here and, and refreshing. And, and I can tell you I've seen again additional layers that I didn't know existed of God's grace. And when we think we've figured out grace, we've maybe only just scratched the surface. And his grace is of, of you know, when there's a, there's a work of the Spirit in you to convict of sin, of, of some, to just prompt a little bit of, a little bit of shadow. It's a little bit of flesh at work here. There's, there's some, some things. And so I felt the, the highlighter of heaven just come and point out some things in me. And I haven't felt condemned by God, pushed away. I haven't felt unable to live his call. What I've felt is this, this glorious, gracious God wrapping me in his embrace and saying, Jase, there's even greater freedom. There's even greater freedom. And I, he wants that for each and every one of us. There's even, however long we've been doing the journey, whether it's day one or seven decades down the track or whatever it is, there is greater freedom for us to find in him as we, as we see him, our God of grace. I've seen him afresh as author and perfecter of faith. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, and, you know, we come from a more Pentecostal tradition, which we, we can kind of have this, this sense of kind of cranking yourself up to be in, in a place of faith. And, and the challenge with that is if it's, if it's driven by us, then it's not actually faith that's striving or it's a show or it's, a, it's a something. And I've just seen afresh that faith is a gift of God and it's his faith in us in operation that when we, when we just understand, there's been a deeper understanding of, of God, his faith in me and what he has done and what he has accomplished for us. And it's like there are these layers of faith that I've, I've seen, and I, and I believe in the last few months that I've received a fresh gift of faith. And there's a, there is a believing faith that each believer receives a deposit of. And there's a 1 Corinthians 12 gift of faith, which is a, is a different dynamic. And there are, there's like an additional layer of faith. It's a belief for a, a certain circumstance or a season that is above and beyond what is, what is talked about with our, our general disposition of faith and it's a it's like the other gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and as I've just I've been so the most open-handed I've ever been and just and not trying to presume like I know the will of God and just just holding things before him it's there has been supernatural deposits and a, a gift of faith where I've I've seen things again in the spirit I know where our next two location plants are going to be as God's just dropped them in and I know who one of the People who were going to ask to do that is, and could it be you? <laughs> and it's a gift from him, unearned. And I, what I want for us is, and I believe there is, there is a fresh deposit. I, I think there's. It's like, a, and I don't have all the language figured out for it yet, 
But there is, there is darkness in our world and there is fear that encroaches at a record speed right now. And it's like there is a fresh deposit of faith that is available for us to take a hold of, yeah. a gift from God, not earned, but simply received as we would position ourselves humbly before him that enables us to combat what's coming against us. Yeah. Because as the people of God, we do not want to be in retreat mode. And we're in retreat mode when we're trying in our own strength. And when we're trying to forge with what's in us, then we cannot compete with what's coming against us. But for each of us, and my hope is that we would sit open-handedly before the Lord and receive a fresh disposition of faith. Where there would be a, a 1 Corinthians 12 deposit of faith. And God freely chooses what, what he gives and when he gives and how he gives. And it's not for us to, to be good enough or strive for, but also there are three times mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 to eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And so God graciously gives, but he invites us into this connection with him in that journey. And for us to sit and go, God, for your glory, would you deposit more of, awaken, release more of you in me that others can be blessed. I've seen him as provider. And this is a, it's an interesting time and, and I, I love that prayer, generosity, liturgy there and God, would you help us live that way? Would you do a work deep in my heart in our hearts, that, that the heart of Christ would truly be alive in us, that we, that we live that. Because it's a, it's a, like if we're really honest, it's a battle, right? It's a, and you reach a layer of generosity and it feels like, oh, I'm being so generous. And who knows whether we're at one out of 10 or 99 out of 100 or, or God's like, hey, there is, you're just scratching the surface. Or again, who knows where we are in that spectrum. But there, there is this, this continued work he wants, he wants in us. But seeing him as provider, the giving and receiving, the sowing and reaping way of the kingdom and trusting there is, there's been a work of trust as, as even as Em and I have come again and gone, Lord, what, what is it? And, and so for us, as we, as we commit to a, a another sum of money, a level of giving for the next 12 months is, is God, what's the deal here? And I've felt more than ever, and I've been doing this for a while, that there is, a, there is a deep trust that, God, if you call me to give this, then there is absolute assurance in my soul that you're going to make a way. And for each of us to have just this openness before him, this, this obedience in that place that he is our provider that we can trust. And just another thing is seeing God's trustworthiness. There have been multiple weighty petitions that I've held before the Lord, often for situations that were involved in at a kind of a wider level. And just in the last, last two or three weeks now, that one petition is four years continually just holding this before God. Lord, would you do a miracle? Would you intervene? Another one for two years. Seeing God and his timing just do the miracle that we've been asking him for. He is trustworthy. Now, his ways are above our ways. His timing is perfect. 
My timing is a lot more impatient. If God would take my hint sometimes and speed things up, I would be really happy, but I would miss out on the work that he wants to do that's even deeper than a quick answer. See, in my office on Wednesday, uh, I, was, I was praying as we were coming to our, our leaders' night. And, and so I'm just, again, holding everything before the Lord. And, and so I'm praying, and, and I, I'm a mover, so I have a standing desk. That was inspiration from John. He started that. Uh, and so I like to move in life. I'm always kind of moving, jiggling. And so I'm, I'm just I'm chatting with God in my office, and, and I, I just feel overcome with his heart. And so I'm just I'm praying, and the whole heart is beyond as others. And so, God, would you build your heart in me? Because, man, I can be crazy selfish. I can make things about me and, and that's, that's just the, the jasonness that hasn't had the transforming work of Christ yet. So I'm kind of holding that before him and God, and give it the certain, and I, I have this vision of an Eskimo. So I'm just walking around my office and uh, I'm just seeing this Eskimo and then I'm, I'm praying out loud and I just receive another tongue and so I speak in tongues and so the gift of another tongue that I assumed was sounding somewhat like an Eskimo, uh, just starts bubbling out. So I'm interceding for an Eskimo I've never met. Uh, and I, I'm so I'm like, I'm crying and I'm just overcome. As, as, and so I saw something again at the heart of God, the heart of Christ for those at the very ends of the earth. And so afterwards I'm like, God, what was that about? Are you wanting the next location to be in some Inuit village or something? Are we, are we called... And, and it was, it's, the, it's the Matthew 28. That's what I felt God was saying. It's, it's go. Sorry. Is it? Okay. Okay, is this a prophetic word or is this a... Uh... Nice. Okay. So I think Dave and Diane are offering to launch our location. And... Uh... Is go make disciples of all nations. Yeah. Is to Acts 1 8, you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And it was God just deepening a work of, of love and seeing to the ends of the earth. And so, can we even hold ourselves just kind of open before the Lord? As, again, this is like a devotional family chat here tonight, saying, God, it's not about having wonderful moments with him. It's about just allowing the deep work in us. God, would you break my heart for those who don't know you? And help me engage, Lord, to the very ends of the earth. And what, is that? what does that look like? What's my part that I can play? I don't think I'm ever going to reach the Eskimos. I don't think I'm ever going to touch down on the ground. I can pray, but it's, it's representative of, of God just... Heart open. See the bigness of his heart as his heart reaches across our very planet to those who are unseen. To the very ends of the earth. And so God, would you help us? Would you help us? Because the reality is our seeing again, it matters for someone else. Our seeing Jesus again as we... 
as we would still ourselves and see something of our Saviour, it matters for someone else. There's someone on the other side of our obedience. What we see shapes what we do. And so can we, can we make a choice to, to still ourselves, to find space in our days, in our week afresh, to be open-hearted, open-handed? Lord, I, I, I want to see you again, where, where there would be this, I want to see something of the magnificence of the Saviour where, where you would never grow old and where we, we start getting a little, it, it's getting a little stale, that it's like, God, would you help me turn the page and have another revelation of who you are? Would you let me see something in your word, something in community, something in a conversation or a prayer that, that shapes me? I want, to, I want to see you afresh, Jesus. And as we see the Saviour afresh, we then see the world through his eyes afresh. Not through my broken, fallen eyes, but through, through his eyes afresh. And we need to relentlessly see the world through his eyes. And then we, again, we see our call in light of that. So we, we see him. We then are transformed moment by moment to seeing as he sees. And then we see ourselves and we hear our call to go and be a part of his glorious redemptive work on planet Earth and to be empowered in that place. And, and therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, God, would you help us hold our ground and in our time? Lord, would you help us be men and women of faith like we, like we see back in Hebrews 11? Lord, that we would be those who would stand up and be counted and, and hold your truth and your gospel in our time. That when it's our time to, to stand before you, when our numbers of days close out on planet Earth, that we would hear, well done, good and faithful servant. So therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. When we stop seeing Jesus, we... And when we start seeing the things around us, we can get really good at not throwing off the stuff that hinders, but just engaging with it a little more. And the sin that so easily entangles can find its home. Just throw off. Throw off. God, would you help us? Would you help me? Throw off. All that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. Run with perseverance. Perseverance doesn't start until pain does. Like if you're running with perseverance. It's, so I don't have to persevere in this run. It's not hard. And I know it's a very daggy looking run. I normally run a lot more manly in real life. But, but so I don't need perseverance to do this little run. But if you come back in an hour, then I'd need a bit of perseverance. If you come back tomorrow and I'm still doing this, then I'd need some, some perseverance. And so we need... A work of God continually in us so that we can persevere in the race that he's called us to. Run the race marked out for you. God, would you help us not to mark out our own race that's achievable in our own strength and in our own ways, but to help us to see the race that you have marked out for us. Lord, let us see that race. Would you, would you show us that afresh? Run the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Can you just close your eyes with Lord, even as we close our eyes here, would you, would you help us to be a people who would fix our eyes on Jesus? To see our risen Saviour. Spirit of God, would you shine a spotlight 
to the Saviour. Lord, that we would wake up and our hearts would be drawn into communion with you. Lord, as we go through the day, that we would practice your presence. Lord, we would, in the little and the big moments, make space for your still small voice, that we'd come open-hearted in the way we do life, open-handed, excited and ready for you to move in us and through us. Lord, we thank you for the, the great privilege of being your kids, sons and daughters of the King of all kings. And so, Lord, we, we again, we in these moments together, we present ourselves before you. Do a glorious work in us. so that you can move through us to bless our world again. And so we honour you above all. We praise you, our glorious King. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. I'll just leave you with one little quote here from Henry Nowen. And if we can take a hold of, of even this thought through the week, Here he says, I have to kneel before the Father, put my ear against his chest and listen without interruption to hear the heartbeat of God. I have to kneel before the Father. We come just this humble spirit of embrace. We come boldly before the throne of grace. I have to kneel before the Father, put my ear against his chest and listen without interruption, to have moments of stillness and silence in his presence, to hear the heartbeat of God. God bless you.